Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Yo, good morning, guys. Wasn't that fun? Shout out to Torian, man. Yo, that's going to be a theme song playing all week. Yeah, give it up for T, man. That's great. That one's been in the, he's been cooking that one for a minute, so really glad you guys got to see that. Man, I'm really glad you guys are here. Thank you for coming. Today is a special day. Uh, it is the kickoff of one of our favorite moments of the year, something that really captures the heartbeat of who City Life is. But you can't see today without seeing the past three months. The past three months have been an incredible experience, y'all. We've got to hear from crazy guest speakers like Pastor Brad, who was talking about stewarding the presence of God, or Pastor Tommy changing your frames, or Pastor Troy and his team. And every time they come, there's always more people on stage, and the whole building's about to fall down, and it's a riot, right? And we got to have four amazing black parties, the Global Leadership Summit. There were so many moments that, that are special, and we're going to get to talk about a few of those today, because as we're kicking this off, after I'm done speaking, we're going to have a cool panel of some guys that have been around for a minute to share about their heartbeat for Love the City, too. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that we can talk about from this summer, and, and the biggest heartbeat that we can get, is that the Father wants us to be close and that he's given each of us access. We talked about this summer being roots in the man, Jesus, roots in the fam, y'all, us, and then roots in the land here, Lansing, the 517. And all of that comes from our access to the Father. And that's kind of the main point of Ephesians is that both chapters one through three and four through six come from this place of knowing God and then how that pushes us into society and the world to renew it in God's image. And so today I'm just gonna give a little bit of the heartbeat of what that will look like and what we're gonna Really, what's going what's gonna to carry us throughout the week of handing out bags and spray painting basketball courts and doing groceries. Uh, but all of it comes from that place of knowing God first. And so I, as I was thinking about what to share with you guys, uh, I often thought, man, where do you, where do you start, right? Um, where do you start? How do you capture something as big as Love the City Week and all of its crazy projects and logistics, and shout out to the team, by the way, Victoria, Marissa, and all everyone else that's been behind the scenes killing it. Make sure you tell them thank you, for real. They've been killing it. They've been going crazy. But I thought about where does Jesus begin and why do we do this? And I thought about the phrase that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It wasn't God's wrath. It's kindness. We often will bring our broken parts and our wounded parts to someone that we know isn't gonna reject us in the moment but wants to heal us. And I think when you look at Jesus' ministry, what's so telling when you read the scriptures is order matters. And so in John 2, when Jesus starts out his ministry, one of the first things he does is it's a really, it's kind of, it's kind of an awkward story if I'm honest. Because Jesus is at a wedding that's run out of wine and his mom is having him do a miracle. And the first thing he does in this awkward moment is he's helping a celebration. It's actually a wedding. That's really important to know because it tells us what Jesus is like and what God is like. It tells us that God is actually after a celebration about a creating of a family, about oneness. And because that's first, it gives us a picture of what the rest of John's gospel is like. And I think Jesus, when he wants to reach people, he starts with a welcome. He starts with a welcome. He creates space, not just for his friends, but for his enemies to speak with them. And he's always doing something that's really surprising. That's what, that's what I love about Jesus. It's always a surprise, like a good surprise party. Jesus is like a good surprise party. And it got me to this point. It's okay. You can laugh. It's fine. It got me to this point 
uh, where I started to ask, what, what do we crave most? We talked about cravings last week, and I think the reason Jesus pitches his call to human beings to celebration as a feast is because we long for something at the center of our being is to be fully known and fully loved. Fully known and fully loved. When God talks about the end of the age, what's it all pointing towards? When he begins with the end in mind, it's access, it's belonging. And that takes us to John 14. This is Jesus talking to some scared disciples, some sinful disciples, some people that are gonna make some mistakes like me and like you. And this is his word of encouragement as he's about to go to the cross. Here's what he says, John 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Man, we've heard a lot of stuff that could be troubling this year. But believe in God, or you have believed in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am going, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. And my first thought is, just like the disciples, Jesus, we don't even know where you're going. How are we supposed to know the way, man? What are you talking about? I think a lot of times we read this as a pitch for heaven in the future. This is a, man, God's going to make everything dope one day, but right now it's really rough. We kind of just got to deal with it, right? It's just, ah, okay, that's, God, that's another Monday. It's another rep. It's another conversation. It's another proposal. It's another whatever. But this actually isn't primarily about Jesus remaking heaven. It's about Jesus making you and I into a home. Because the words here in, in the original language are about abiding, God isn't, and Jesus isn't pitching in this moment that, hey man, one day everything's gonna be great, but right now just kind of deal with it, I'm not close. What he's actually saying is I'm going to the cross to purchase your access. And then after that, I'm gonna be with you. I'm gonna dwell in you. This isn't some thousands of years in the future. This is Jesus rising again and being with the Father and then inviting you and I home. That's what this moment is about. And I think oftentimes we miss that and we think that, man, God isn't involved. God's far away. But the pitch of Love the City Week is really simple. God is closer than you think. He's a lot closer than you think. And it brought me to this idea of glory. Glory in the scriptures is this concept that a lot of times we think it's fame, right? If you and I think about glory, right? Think about somebody standing on stage, they just did a performance and they just killed it and they're like, everyone's cheering their name. That's actually what, not God's, what God's glory isn't. It's not that. God's glory is actually about his beauty and his presence. When you look in the Old Testament, Jesus, or God's presence filling the temple is his glory. And the response when you recognize that God is close is you worship. And when it blows you away that God, somehow the being that made everything and everyone in it is involved in your life and in mine, the response is a sense of awe. It's a sense of, oh my goodness, I'm on holy ground wherever I go. I, don't, I can't do anything but weep. That is what God is after. He's not after a God who's distant and austere and said, hey, I made this world go play in it. He's not a, we're not deists. We know a God that made the world. He's, both, he's sovereign and he's far away, but he's also intimate. He's near us. He hasn't left us. This isn't a world he just made and dipped out of. But we often live blind. When I was a kid, and this is one of my favorite stories my mom likes to tell. When I was a kid, uh, I love chocolate milk. Y'all know I love food. So I'm back to the food references. Here we go. You're like, buckle in. What's he going to say this time? So when I was a kid. Uh, I used to love chocolate milk. And, uh, and I had this little sippy cup. So I was about four. Okay. It was, it was dope. Had chocolate milk in it. And uh, I ran up to my mom's friend one time. I said, I said, Nikki, where's my, where's my, uh, what did I say? What did I say, mom? 
Where's my chicken milk, man? Where's my chicken milk? Where is it? Where is it, Nikki? I can't see it. Thank you. And uh, she goes, and it's sitting on the counter right in front of my face. And I'm freaking out. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I couldn't find it. And she goes, Devin, it's, it's right there. It's right in front of you. If you would slow down for a moment, if you would pause, if you would breathe, if you would just look at what's in front of you, you would see something that's right in front of your face. It's actually what you're craving. But in all of your frantic energy, you've missed it. But if you would slow down for a minute, you would see what you really long for. And that's actually a picture of what Jesus says is true about you and I. That oftentimes, the beauty and the glory of God that's in a sunrise, and that's in human beings like you and I just living and breathing, and our, our bodies are automated, the systems run without you or I thinking, that's the glory of God and his creation. And it's happening right in front of our face, but sometimes we're so frantic and so busy that we miss it. And so the option that we have, and this is what Jesus calls blindness, is either you can see the glory of God already in front of you, or you can live your life blind. But the goal is that you and I, as we have come to follow Jesus and see that we've opened our eyes, and that we want to invite, invite other people into that same seeing. It's not because people are dumb. It's because they haven't seen the glory of God in their own way, in their own context, in their own neighborhoods, in their own lives, in a way that they can see and understand. And that's Love the City Week. Love the City Week is bringing the glory of God that the love that's at the center of the universe is right in your context. It's right in your neighborhoods. It's on Ingham Street where I grew up, right around the corner. It's in every place that you can see. Everywhere is holy ground now. That's the offer. We talk a lot about image here, and you can go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. I remember reading this for the first time as a high schooler and didn't fully understand it, but, but it stuck with me, and it took years to kind of unfold because reading the Bible is like that. It's okay, but it's like that. Here's what it says. It says, we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You and I are the image of God, and what that means is we're called to reflect God, to be with him and to be like him and to do what he does. Jesus said that he only did what, the Father, what he saw the Father doing. In the same way, you, you and I are supposed to do that in the world, because what you behold is what you become. You ever heard that old phrase, garbage in, garbage out? Right, your parents probably said it about like Spongebob or Harry Potter or something. <laughs> Teletubbies. Should I continue the list? Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> but what you behold is what you become. What you see transforms you. That's why the phrase, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Because what you look at is what will make you. And then out of that, you'll make something. You'll make a life, you'll make a world, you'll make a family. But what you behold is what you become in the same way when we see things that are good and beautiful and true and kind, we become the people that are good and beautiful and true and kind. And oftentimes, when you only tell the story of the bad news, like we see, guys, I'm going to just say this real quick. When you read the news, the goal is not to make you feel good. The goal is to tell you the worst story so that you buy, click, stay on. That's, the goal is not to actually tell what's real. It's to tell what drives your anxiety, that's not the point. So can it be trusted fully? No. We actually have to hear the good story, the real story. What's that? It's the story of love. That at the center of the universe is not a place of fear. The center of the universe is not a God that's distant and austere and cold. The center of the universe is a God that is warm and is love. You only get to operate from two spaces, either love or fear. And many people 
can't see the love. It's too far away. It's never come close. Or maybe it has or they were too afraid to look. And so this week really is, it's actually simple. Everything that we do, all of our giving of funds, all of our serving is based on what we see. Our giving is based on our gazing. Our serving is based on our seeing. Everything that we're gonna do this week, love the city bags, picking up trash, all of it is from this place of wanting to say, we want people to see the city as good because that's how God sees it. Love the city is, is a claim actually about God's position towards the city. We don't tolerate it. We don't just see something dirty and just be like, ah, not like the laundry I left in my room for like two weeks. It's not like that. God actually loves the city, okay? It's not just a pile of trash sitting there and he's like, ah, oh, they'll take care of it. No, he's like, no, I love it. Let's clean it. Let's get close. Let's be a part of it. I think what's so telling, what's so telling is that at the end of the age, like I said earlier, it's a celebration. It's a feast. And so guess what we end Love the City Week with? A party. It's not on accident. It's not. God is inviting everybody into a place where they can be celebrated. And he already purchased that access. You and I don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that for other people too, y'all. Because my judgmental heart, man, gets in the way so many times. I don't want to talk to that person. They look, sound, smell, whatever different than me. I don't want to. But Jesus is like, no, I purchased their access too. So your role is simply to be a carrier of the message. To say that in the end, all the sad things, all the painful things, all the difficult things you and I have experienced will ultimately become untrue. That even agony will be turned into glory like C.S. Lewis says. And so guess what? We just get to live that reality right now today, that what Jesus already purchased for us is already real today in Lansing, in your living room, in this church, on those streets, and we get to be a part. So the big idea today is really simple. He's closer than you think. He's closer than you think. The glory of God and you and I to just breathe and live and then ultimately worship God directly here on a Sunday morning is the same glory that we see when we serve people. So the first invitation, God's closer to you than you think. He is. And maybe you can't see it like me with the chicken milk. Maybe you just can't, you're just like freaking out. You just can't see it. But everything you crave is already yours in Jesus. It's already yours. And the second one is this, just join the movement to invite other people to see the same thing. It changed your life. Other people deserve a chance to hear the same thing too. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to just pray, and then I'm going to bring out some of my favorite people in the world, and we're going to talk about Love the City Week real quick. Sound cool? Cool. Jesus, I thank you for, man, just dying for us, that everything we long for, everything that we dream about is ultimately fulfilled in you, and we don't have to worry anymore, but it's yours. Tetelestai, it's finished. And if we're feeling anxiety right now, God, we give it to you. If we're feeling fear right now, God, we give it to you. We remember that the center of the universe is love. We repent of the moments where we've forgotten that and acted as if you weren't love. So God, I just ask right now that you would use us to reach a city with a message that didn't start with us, but it's crazy we get to be a part of. I just thank you, God, for every person in this room who made it today, who is wondering, man, do I belong? Yes. Do I fit? Yes. Do I have purpose? Yes. Am I loved? Yes. You're yes and amen over us, God. We receive that right now. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, I get to live with one of these guys, which is really cool. Actually, I think I've lived with both for a period of time. But if you would welcome Ashton and Terrence to the stage, please. Thanks, guys. They're going to grab some microphones in a second. Yeah, just kind of whatever one you want, you know. That's fine. Check, 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 checkity, check. Check, 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 checkity, check. There you go. Hello. Hey, what's, what's up, guys? Up, everyone? Yo, yo, yo. How you guys feeling? <laughs> oh, I love it. It's good to see you guys. Come on, this is a fun day. Man, well, we've been doing this for a few years. Obviously, we didn't plan our outfits at all, I promise. Um, didn't plan it. But um, um, man, we've got, we got something really fun kicking off today. Obviously, yeah. after service, we've got some stuff. But love to see a week is starting this year. But it's coming off of a summer of just pouring the gas on the fire with block parties. Yeah. Like, that's been nuts. You led one. You led all of them. Truck guy. I mean, my goodness, man. Give it up for Terrence, please. Dominated. Dominated. Can't do it without all of you. <laughs> It is special. But from this summer, going into Love City Week, is there a moment where you're just like, man, like that moment captures who City Life is, what we do, who we are. What is that moment for you guys? Uh, well, let me just say, I'm so excited that this week is finally here because, uh, like you said, we launched four block parties this year, more than we've ever done uh, yeah. for 12 solid weeks. So this is really like the culmination of this whole summer. So it's really exciting that we get to be here. Um, for me, it started that first week, right before the first week in the block parties, we went to go pass out ice cream um, to around all the locations. And so we have a family that's newer to the Dream Team, and they're actually teachers at Lansing Schools at Gardner. And so we show up and find out that a bunch of the kids at Summer Place are actually our Dream Team students. That's cool. So wow. like that, that familiar face at school, that relationship it got to translate to what Jesus is doing in ours and their lives and just got to be a touch point all summer. So it was really unique and powerful. That's super wow. cool. I think to piggyback off yeah. that, I think like in a broader view, it's just the consistency. Like we had four legit block parties all summer long, whether it was Foster, Ferris, um, we had Hunter, or no, Summer Place and Risedale. So we had four block parties the whole summer. And I think to your piece of like consistency, it's, it's, it's like you see these people all throughout, you know, these like really random, really cool touch points called black parties, but then you get to go see them at the grocery store or at the schools or if you're coaching a team or if you're wherever at these one-offs, bless fest. Like we have this consistency that we get to love these people. And I don't know, that was just the coolest thing. Like if I, and I think that's what defines who City Life is, is just consistent. Yeah. It's crazy that those stories, like, I think Love the City Week, one of my favorite things is how you see all these random little dots connect. Somebody's auntie, cousin from Texas moved here randomly, showed up, and they're like, someone gave me a bag, and then they're, like, posting about it in Alaska. You know, it's, like, crazy stuff like that. But I think it just speaks to God's heart that he desperately loves the one. Yeah. Like, and we talk about this all the time. The one is the biggest number to God. And when you guys think about the one, and you think about Jesus— is there a moment for you that from scripture kind of like captures that one heart and then really has kind of bled into Love of City Week for you? Yeah, for me, it's definitely um, a story in, in, in uh, John 4 where it talks about the woman at the well. And I was talking about it in the Dream Team rally briefly, and it's just this idea of there's this woman, this Samaritan woman is at the well and at a time in which no one else is there. And so she's hanging out at the well, and the Son of God comes up and introduces himself and has a conversation with her. And it's so cool because he meets a he's an unexpected person, an unexpected person he's meeting, and it's at an unexpected time. 
And, uh, and he's just, it's, it's, it captivates my heart so well. It makes me think about my mom. Like, if I could be like, yo, my mom is one person, it's that lady. And, he, you know, he just speaks right to her heart. And, uh, and she seems, she feels so seen. And I think it's cool because she, he just comes, like, again, at such an unexpected time. And I think the, the times that we serve is so out of this world. Like, most of the time, people are having to either call off work or do things because we're showing up at people's jobs. Like, it literally doesn't even make sense sometimes. And so people feel so, like, out of this world scene because you show up at a speedway, you show up at, you know, the post office, you show up at the radio station and you just pass out people's bags and they're blown away. And I just think about that woman at the well and I'm like, I wonder if this is what she felt like. Yeah, and it's, it's little moments like that that lead to a connection on a dream team or coming to a Love the City party and then somehow it connects them where they start to hear the message and then get discipled and transformed and just the stories, guys, I mean, we'll be telling them in heaven for, you know, forever, but, um, but there's so many of names I'm just thinking of right now. Uh, but for you guys personally, because this is what year, how many Love the City weeks have you been a part of? Do you guys know off top? Feels like, feels like all of them. I think four. Four? Five? That's good. That's good. So when you think about Love the City Week and how obviously it's reached so many people, but how has it reached you guys personally? How has it affected your discipleship and your following of Jesus? Terrence, I don't want to pitch that one to you. Um, so Love the City Week is an opportunity to just completely change your perspective. Um, your perspective on people, because what happens is we get so busy living our life that we forget that others exist sometimes. And so it's a great opportunity for me to just kind of sit back and slow down and actually see that person that's on the side of the street and, and stop and get a name. And these things that have always existed, they become like more real. Um, and it, it really gives me like a new perspective of what Jesus's love looks like for us because he sees us all the time, no matter what we're going through. And so when you're able to kind of like slow down and like change that perspective, cause we go too fast, um, it's been incredible. Come on, that'll preach. What about you, Ashton? The first two words that came to mind were like, like passion and intensity. And then I was like, nah, that's whack. I think, the, I think what comes to my mind is like alive. Like that's the word, like alive. Because I, 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 I like to think to myself, you know, like, oh, Ashton is a passionate or an intense individual. And so for me personally, you know, this answer, it's like, it's so special to think, you know, we come to life. I think about, you know, 14 years old and I'm or 16 years old and your boy gets saved and he's all excited and passionate. So he's he's writing in his journal all these cool ideas. And, you know, I would I would like to say like, oh, man, it's so cool. Like I would have loved to say I could think of love the city, but I didn't like I couldn't even think of something at such an awesome way because God did it. Like God is doing this beautiful picture to see myself come to life. Watching other people come to life is so special, like with a bag, with a hey, how you doing? Hey, you belong here. Ice cream sandwich, a bag of groceries. I mean, alive is the word that just, I can't, it's, it's just a week of life. Yeah, no, that's so good. And it, yeah. that, I think that really speaks to the, the heart of even City Life's name is City Life Lansing, that the city might have life in the name of Jesus. Correct. And I think it, it speaks to me. I'll just share a story. I, I may have said this one before, but there's a moment where we're taking the truck out at the end of the school year. Uh, Terrence, I believe you were there. I don't know if you were there too, but we're taking the truck to one of the elementaries here. And uh, we're saying, you know, your love belong, have purpose to these fifth graders. And I'm thinking they're not listening to me. They're like ice cream sandwich and get out of my face, weirdo. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Love belong purpose. What purpose? What are you talking about? Fortnite. And uh, facts. No, it's real. But I'm telling you, the grace of God is in these kids. Come on. Um, but this little girl comes up and she is, she's got tears in her eyes. And she said, you know, my family doesn't believe the way I do. She's a Christian. The rest of her family doesn't believe. How the heck did she become a Christian? First of all, 
But when I heard you say love and that I have purpose, I knew you were talking about Jesus and it was something I've never heard before. And she wept. And I'm like, puddle, I don't know what to say. What you say in that moment? Um, but that's, that's just such a simple way where even indirectly, right? We're not saying the name of Jesus, but indirectly it's speaking. And so I just think about that. Like that's all love the city week is moments like that. Like what are some of those moments for you guys where you've seen God move in the heart of somebody? For me, it's just like, like, I almost want to just say like, like, you know, it's like, have you seen God move in Love the City Week? It's like, uh, duh, of course. Like hundreds of people gathering their resources to go love people. Like, I'm just like, wait, you don't think God would want to be a part of that? Like a hundred percent. And so it's like, have I seen God move? A hundred percent, of course. And I think it's seen through so many cool things. Like there's, there's stories of, you know, we came up to doors and knocked on doors and literally, I'll never forget. I knocked on the door, grocery bag in my hand, was about to hand it, and the lady just drops down, and she's just sobbing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And she's just like, I literally didn't know what I was gonna do. I just thought I should just walk outside. Like, I get goosebumps telling the story. She's like, I just walked outside, and I had the groceries, and I was gonna go get groceries. I didn't have the funds. I didn't know what to do. I was just gonna show up, and I'm like, what the world? Here's, here's three of them, you know, four of them. I don't know what to do. And it was just like, what the heck? That doesn't even make sense that where I'm, you know, we are at this time. It's just God's timing. And uh, so there's moments like that. There's moments like you, know, you just get to walk into houses and you're automatically straight. You're automatically good. Why? Because you have a love the city heart on your shirt. Like it's, it's so special. You just, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, come inside. Hey, boo-boo, you good. Come here. Come sit down. Come on. You want tea? You want tea? No, you good? You know what I mean? You're just like, well, I didn't know you were my mom too. This is so special. And you're sitting at the table with them because it's, it's like that. And it's just so cool because, again, like God did all the talking. Like he, he just, he already created a way. And I'm like, like it makes me want to start bawling because I'm thinking all of the stories that are to come this week, you know? And it's just, we get to be a part of that. Uh, it's a privilege. Like, it's a genuine privilege. So, yeah. rip it, Terrence. What do you think, man? Meanwhile, his team's just sitting in the parking lot waiting for him to come back, and he's having tea in some stranger's house. That's a fact. I love it. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, so, <laughs> on a not-so-serious note, I, I think the Love the Intersection nights are super fun. It's true. Because, okay, so we show up, you know, we, we've been talking about, like, just showing up unexpected, when have you ever just seen a flash mob at the intersection? Like, personally, yourself, outside of Love the City Week. So we show up for an hour, blast music, pass out ice cream. You don't, like, you watch that stuff on YouTube. So, like, that stuff's just so fun. And you get all these people that will just, like, roll up and, you know, they're like, I really needed this encouragement today. And, you know, you don't know how much this means to me. Like, just showing up like that unexpected is just really fun. That's good. I think one of my moments is uh, I, I love when people, when they hear about why we do what we do, and then they're like, oh my gosh, I want to give to that. And this one time, we're uh, on the south side, MLK and Holmes, and this woman, she's like, I, I want to give, but I don't have any money. Uh, you guys hungry? Here, take some of this fried chicken. And uh, she gives me a bag of her fried chicken she just bought in the store. She's like, here, you guys take it. I know you've been out here loving people, man. Da, da, da. And I was like, say less. Like, come on. You know, shoot, the Lord you, sees you that. Did, you did not share that, bro. <laughs> I, did, I did not. I smacked it. I'm sorry. You know, David ate the bread of the presents. All right. Um, kidding. But no, so those are, those are some fun moments, some, some, some good moments. What, what's like a funny moment? What's like an embarrassing moment? What's, what's something, something crazy that happened? Okay, so it's year one, 2019. He's ready. And I, I've had to think about this one for a while. So, uh, okay, so you guys know Science Chick Vic, right? Shout out Science Chick Vic. So, so that is volume two of something that we began when we launched the truck in 2019. It started as Science Man Dan, because, you know, we're super clever up in here. So one of the things that we learned this week, 
in particular is the importance of testing the science experiment before you actually do it. Because I don't know ready. if you guys have ever tried a science experiment, but they don't always work. And so this week we are going to attempt to tell the kids um, or show them that you can actually walk on eggs. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but we, we realized pretty quickly that we didn't test the science experiment. And he takes one step on this carton of eggs and just smashes every single one of them. I, I couldn't tell you what the purpose of the, the experiment was. I don't either. But, you know, just egg everywhere, That's all good. over his feet. All, it was great. That's good. Hold on, Ashley, one, one more from you, bro. One more story. What you got? Funny, embarrassing? I got three. So. Oh, boy. So, so here's the first one. So. Well, one, here's the one. It's a, more of just a statement. So one, I think it's cool because like, a funny story is the fact that it's just a bunch of, I don't want to say we're average because we're super average. We're super not average because we're made in the image of God, which is beautiful. But we're not superheroes. And what's cool is we have a bunch of people come together and we do this. So we have a lot of learns. That's what I always think is hilarious. I like that. We learn all the time. It's just, like, and that's what the coolest thing about Love the City Week is you got to be flexible. Because it's, again, like, I have, like you said, I don't see anybody going love the intersection. I don't see that anywhere. And it's so cool that we get to do it in the 517. Shout out Torian. Like, it doesn't make any sense we get to do this. And so there's a ton of learns. That's always humorous for me. Every year I'm like, oh, I'm excited to, you know, figure out what we learned. And it's going to be funny. And we're going to laugh and smile through it. Secondly, though, you know, I'll never forget we were, uh, we were doing a landscaping project for, uh, for a community center in the city. And it was me and a few individuals. And, you know, they provided the lawnmower. So I said, you know what? That's what's up. So, you know what I mean? That's perfect. We'll make it happen. And, you know, we show up to the lawnmower. There's no gas. Okay, cool. We'll grab some. Grab gas. Come back. And I go to pull out the lawnmower. And, and I have a few fears in this world. Um, and, you know, I mean, I fear God, of course, but I also have some ones that are instilled uh, in me. And, you know, a couple of them could be, you know, spiders, for sure. And by far, you know, like north of, I don't even know, like there's just not a bigger spider than in this community center's, like, kind of like shack. And I pull out the, um, I pull out the lawnmower, I slide out nice and gentle, I'm ready to do this thing. It was a ride mower, that's right, so I sit on it. I sit on this thing, and I, and I put my hand, because it's like the one that's got like the bunny and the turtle, and in the middle of it's bunny, turtle, in the middle, spider. And I go to grab the little handle thing, and no, I'm telling you, like, like I 100% Did you scream? Screamed, hit my head on the shack. It, like, I'm not even tall like Dev, but I smack my head up, try and get out of there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I can't do this. It's me and like, I think I had like one girl there with me. No, we go groups of three, so I think I had two individuals, but the other person's doing like, they're weed whacking. So it's me or her. And she's like, I'm not touching it. And I'm like, this is sick. What am I supposed to do? And so now it's like this moment of like life or death. Like I have to do this. We have to mow this lawn. And it was just like, really, it's not that deep, but it definitely was for me. And I'm, again, intense and probably too passionate. I think you're scaring them away from serving. I love the city. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, it's really, really just big spiders, the whole nine. And so, yeah, and then so I had to get in there, and I'm like, I'm over there like, shoot, acha, 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 trying to kick the spider off the thing, breaking their community center's lawnmower. And uh, so maybe, you know, one of the Love the City projects, we can get them a new lawnmower. So that's... I, I like that. That's a good that's one. My second story. And my third story is just, it's an overall one. <sighs> love the intersections. I love that you mentioned them. They're beautiful. And we play music. And I think just year-round, you just always get to... We're, we're all races, all faces, all ages, church. And so we're all races, all faces, all ages, block party. And all races, all faces, all ages, love the intersection. But sometimes, with that music, people start shaking things they might necessarily shouldn't be shaking anymore. And uh, it is quite one of the most hilarious things you will get to uh, enjoy. I can't wait till somebody pulls out their car in the middle of MLK and Holmes and just starts moving. 
and just moving for us. Just to some beat. And I promise you, it will, it, there's just not a greater joy. You will be like, can I just continue to give to this? Can I continue to serve to this? Because you just get to watch things. And I'm just like, man, that might hurt your back, sis. Or that might hurt your back, old man. Like, you might want to let go. And so it's, it's, it's a genuine privilege to be able to do it. That's, that, those are my three funny stories. Spiders shaking things that shouldn't be shaken and learns, baby. <laughs> So if you want to see any of those three things. Yes, sir. Oh, man. So if you want to see any of those three things, come to Love the City Week this year. But we're going to close with one last question for each of you. And is this. If someone's sitting in this room and they're wondering, should I serve? Should I give? Should I be involved? Could God really move in this week? What's the one thing that you would say to that person today? Absolutely. Um, so th this is the week that I came to City Life for. Um, I watched what this team was doing and, you know, like what my giving goes towards. Like I grew up in church, so I had this understanding that like giving goes towards missions or community outreach or whatever. And, and so I got to see what my money turned into tangibly. And I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this. You know, we've got to, um, buy lunch to encourage the kids here at Lansing that had like completed their first um, like session of summer courses or buying teacher supplies or like feeding every single person at a block party all summer. Like we, we grilled, Ethan grilled at almost every single block party all Shout summer. out Ethan. Like, Shout out Ethan. And he's so we've got to feed hundreds of people and just like seeing what this, these funds do what you're giving goes towards, it's incredible. Ab absolutely, yes. Uh, please, and not in a pleading way, um, but give and serve. I think, you know, just to, to wrap it up briefly is just say, you know, there's, like, what better thing to be able to be a part of? I think, just seeing people come to life. And, and I think the quote says, and I think you might have mentioned it earlier, is, you know, like, God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. And, and I think remembering that in light of what we do is super special. And so giving our dollars, giving our time, it's even a more valuable resource, giving our dollars, giving our time, and, uh, and just partnering with the squad to just love a city one life at a time. There's just nothing better. That's good, man. Well, to close out today, if you guys want to turn your eyes to the screen and check out what we've been doing the past few years, watch this.
Yo, 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 yo. My there we go. Friends. Hey, so usually we call this time announcements of giving, but I'm going to label it summary and invitation. So summary, this next week we're going to be Love City One Life at a Time. How? Participating in that. Love the City Week. Give it a woot woot. One, two, three. Woot woot. There you go. So we got Love the City Week, which is super, super cool. And so what we're going to do is today... After second service, you can go home, grab some food, or you can serve outside and go invite people into church, do whatever you want. In the meantime, after the second service, we're going to be prepping 3,000 bags right outside these doors, outside, okay? Where? Outside. 3,000 doors. It'll be a blast. It'll fly by because greater is we, baby. So we'll be doing that what? 3,000 bags. <laughs> it feels like that. Walking outside, though, you'll see. There's a, there's a few doors, which is good because we like safety here. If you didn't know about Kid City, we're fun, safe, and always Jesus, baby. Seriously. And so outside of that, a couple practicals with Love This City Week is tomorrow is the first session, 12 p.m. Come here. We're going to meet here, and then we'll go out and Love This City. It'll be the breakup. It'll be so, so cool. That'll be the start off. It'll be super special. Then Tuesday through Friday will be 8 a.m., 12 p.m. and 6 p.m., okay? 8 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m. will be the three serving sessions. Then Saturday will be 12 p.m., and we'll do a Love the Intersection over in Jolly Waverly. It'll be really, really cool. And then Sunday, this is the invitation. So that's, and Sunday's the party. It'll be a blast. So in summary, that's the summary. The invitation is come. Right outside these doors is a bunch of these cards that are red, and it says you're invited. And I would encourage you to grab one, not just for yourself, because you're invited, so you can remember the details. You can walk out like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. But also you can grab a second one for a friend to invite them. Because you've already heard how cool it is and how special we get to be a part of something like this. But inviting somebody, your loved ones, is so, so beautiful. And so please do so. And so as the buckets we're about to pass, we're going to do giving, and it's going to go to Love the City. And so we're really close. We're not at our goal. And everything that does come in today will go to uh, Love the City. And anything that goes over is going to go into just Love the City portfolio at large. Okay? So buckets are going to come through. We're going to pray. And we're going to sing all hail King Jesus. Let's go. God, thank you. Thank you for family. And thank you for such a holy time that we get to be a part of it. Honestly, it does not make sense. Um, you're using individuals like, like us that... That aren't that, that aren't that sweet. We're not the superheroes. All we're gonna do is just show up this week and you're gonna do the super work in people's hearts and our hearts. And so God, we pray for our loved ones, the ones we don't know, God, that you just prepare a place for them to come. God, we obviously ask for all of the, you know, the resources to be covered and we ask for all the practicals and logistics to be run smoothly. But God, even more than that, we ask for you to move. And we ask for your name to just be exalted high. So thank you for uh, running your church. Thank you for doing Love the City and letting me and my friends and all of us be a part of it. Uh, God, it's so special. So God, you deserve all the glory and all the honor. We love you. In your powerful name we pray. Amen.
this week, and then guess what? We're right back here at 10 a.m. and 11.30 for the biggest party in the city celebrating what Jesus has done. 10 a.m., 11.30, all races, all faces, all ages. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. This week, every day, forever, and we're not going to stop until Jesus returns and makes all things new. Have a great day, y'all.